The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams to reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio. The number to call today if you have a question about your dreams or your relationships or how your how you can transform the relationship of your screams into the relationship of your dreams. Is that corny that I put it that way? But you get the drift, right? If you've ever been in love, it's like, oh my God, all my problems are over. I'm so happy. I've finally found somebody who gets me and... It's all going to be roses, roses, roses from here on out. And then one day he wants to zig when you want to zag. And it's like, no, the world is over. It's crashing down. Your hopes are dashed and all hope is gone. But no, that's just the beginning. That's not the end of the relationship. That's when the work starts to kick in. And that's when you can start doing the alchemy work to transform all those porcupine prickles into into places where you can be smoothly together. And that was a horrible metaphor, but you get the idea. Anyway, I'm going to be interviewing later on the show an amazing man who is actually a Denzel Washington lookalike. So he's very handsome. <laughs> I'll just say that for the women out there and, and for the men who like Denzel. His name's Charles Richards. He's a PhD and he's written a book called Karmic Relationships. And he does non-hypnosis past life regressions with couples to help them uncover their karmic ties and why they keep bumping into the same challenges over and over and over. And he helps to, he's going to give us some clues and some tips about how to get off that not so merry go round and step into and onto higher ground in your relationship. So that's fun. And we're also going to talk about in the first half of the show, dreams that relate to relationships and how your dreams can help you in your relationships, whether you're single and you want to not be single anymore, or if you're happily coupled, but you'd like to be more happily coupled, or if you're coupled and you just feel stuck, then today's show is for you. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I've got my friend Nancy T on the other line with me. Nancy T, are you there? I sure am. I I've dubbed Nancy T. She's a she's a relationship expert of sorts. She's hilarious. She's been around a few blocks and she just has this amazing uncanny wisdom about relationships and she and I do a show every Tuesday on Facebook live together and Dreams Unzipped with Dr. Dream and Nancy T. So Nancy, you and I are going to talk relationship in a few moments. Is that okay with you? Oh, it sounds perfect. My favorite awesome. subject. 
<laughs> it's mine that too to blend dreams and relationships. And we're going to talk a little bit about the hero's journey too, just to make it a triple layer tiramisu. Um, that's what we're going to do. But first, let's start with a prayer to get ourselves centered because I could spin off so easily. And especially with Nancy in my in my presence, I can like quadruply spin. So in a good way, but I want to get centered before the spin happens. So let me invite you all to turn within, close your eyes if you can, if you're not operating heavy machinery and take a big deep breath. And as you're breathing, let's just imagine that you can let go of any bit of drama, any bit of worry about the future or about the past or about anyone outside of you or even about yourself. For right now, let's just allow the breath to be a wonderful conveyor belt that takes your worry, hurry, scurry, and flurry out of you and it gives it to the divine arms and loving arms of Mother, Father, God that can transform it instantly through an alchemy of spirit into gold. So you don't have to hold on to anything right now. You can let it all go. Becoming so light that you could literally fly. And with every brand new breath, you breathe in your connection to the sunlight of the spirit. That power, that light, that pulsating goodness that is always happening regardless of what may appear to be on the surface of your life. There is always the sun of the spirit shining through you, within you, around you. And if we could wake up in this collective dream we're having, we would be completely in drop to your knees, awe at the blessings that are surrounding us all the time. The angels that are with us, the guides that are with us, the miracles that are conspiring on behalf of our greatest good. So even though this show is themed around dreams, let's the sub the sub theme is really about waking up, waking up to a more soulful life. So let's breathe that in because we can, we can do this. We can breathe it in and make it so because it's our dream. We can dream it the way we choose. We can wake up if we like to this beautiful life that has been here for us all along. The relationships of our dreams, the health of our dreams, the wealth of our dreams, the well-being of our dreams. It's here. It's not just a dream. It is a dream. Therefore, it's a reality. So with that, we give thanks for this amazing technology that brings us together through Unity Online Radio and and Louie, Louie, who's behind the scenes helping to make everything run smoothly, and Diane Ray, who brings it all together. And I'm just so grateful for these blessings, far too many to be named. And so it is. Amen. All women. Ah, dreams. Okay, so welcome to the show today. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dreams. And I should probably give you the number to call if you have a question about your dreams. It's 816-251-3555. Again, 816 
251-3555. We've got some juicy dreams we're going to talk about today and maybe yours if you dare to call in and you can use a fake name if you want to. Um, you don't have to give too much detail if you don't want to, but one person's dream really belongs to everyone. So you're not so unique in your dreams, although you are, you're a unique facet of the diamond, but we're all connected. So don't feel strange about your strange dreams. In fact, it's strange not to have a strange dream. How's that? All right. So Nancy, I'm going to pull a dream oracle card, a new one from the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle that hasn't come out yet. The official launch day on Amazon is December 8th. We're going to have a launch party, virtually speaking, virtual launch party on December 12th. But in the meantime, I have my little pre-publication copy. So I'm going to pull, I'm going to shuffle the cards until you say stop, Nancy. And that'll be the card that will be the message for everyone listening today on today's show. So tell me when you're ready. And I'm shuffling. I'm shuffling. I'm shuffling. Nancy, are you there? Oh my God, yeah. did I lose you? <laughs> I was counting to six. Because <laughs> that's how oh, over. Okay. <laughs> you ever get the feeling you're talking to yourself? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she gone? No, I'm here. And I was counting to six, and that's why. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. So, what did you pick? I haven't picked one yet. I'm waiting for you to say stop. Oh, I said stop. Oh, <laughs> you're still shuffling. Okay, I was still shuffling. Okay, here we go. I actually pulled two cards, so I'm gonna, and just for fun, I'll do one more. So, to make it a a triple. All right. So the first card is called an ocean of emotion. And this, the oh. keynote is find a place to express your true feelings. And I wish you could see the visual of this. It's so beautiful. These, The artwork is done by Rasuli, and he is my favorite artist on the planet. He's amazing. Um, and he'll be on the show once again when we launch this deck. Anyway, so this is, this is the card that you picked, Nancy. This is for everyone. Here's the little... Yeah quote that goes along with it. Dreams voice the unvarnished truth of emotions and intuitions and set a standard of personal honesty for who you really are. And I'm just going to say one little thing about that. I heard, oh man, I think it was Jeremy Taylor. I'm not sure. Some wonderful dream wizards say that in therapy, if you ever ask a person, okay, so how was your day? How's it going? Whatever comes out of their mouth is going to basically be their ego talking about how they're doing. But if you say, so what have you been dreaming about? Have it, Did you have a dream this last week that you'd like to share? That dream is going to tell you what's really going on with the person. So if we wanted to just cut to the chase and have true intimate conversations and connection, we would just talk about our dreams because it cuts to the chase. So Here's the message. There's a message and a meaning and a mantra in every for every card. The message is, and this is for you, Nancy, and for everyone listening. Explore the realm of your inner mystery and synergy with the cycles of life. You are, after all, made of over 70% water, salt water that allows you to flow, float, splash, and be buoyant in the sea of life. 
Allow the ocean to remind you of how vast, powerful, playful, and moody you can be. As the ocean is in constant motion and associated with the tides, it's a reminder of the ebb and flow of feminine energy. Hello, Aphrodite. Consider your emotions to be your allies, informants, and friends. If you allow them, they will always lead to the most magnificent treasure chest at the bottom of your ocean floor. The dream symbol to focus on now is ocean. Dreams of the ocean are often a message to go with the flow. These dreams can reflect your relationship. Hello, relationship. That's the theme of the show today with the feminine mystery. They can also support you toward becoming masterful in the domain of emotions. This dream about the ocean may be a message to more fully explore the experience of your feel and experience your feelings. So cry, laugh, yell into a pillow or howl at the full moon with the goal of having your feelings without your feelings having you and sweeping you off to sea. The mantra for today is... With each emotional wave I experience, I discover more of my inner treasure. How's that, Nancy? How's that land on you? Oh, my gosh. It makes me feel emotional. I think I want to scream and cry and be happy. (laughs) Oh, yes. All in that order, all at the same time. Well, that's the message then, to let yourself. I mean, you're pretty good at letting yourself rip, especially when a customer service representative calls. Yeah, it, it feels very timely, though, because I let the rip with the customer service rep recently, um, but also because I'm, I continually look to temper my emotions so that I'm not just one of those emotional women, you know, as they say, and I have my head on my shoulders, right? And to remember that it's okay to express. I feel good about expressing love and happiness and joy, but dissatisfaction or unhappiness or sadness, I, I temper a lot. So this is a nice, gentle reminder. Interesting. Okay. I know you and I both, I mean, we, behind the mm-hmm. scenes, we, we are playing a game called the undisturbability challenge where we, so that we don't act out when it's, so that we're not just react reactivity machines. So maybe I should say something about this and invite everybody to play yeah. since we're at the beginning of our, of our game. So you get a point for every day that you don't act out. And this doesn't mean, though, that you don't have your emotions. It just means that you don't act out on them. So if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you don't roll down the window and scream at that person. Or if your beloved doesn't come home for dinner on time, you don't scream at them when they or give that or or yell at them or I don't know. It's just there's so many ways that we can get provoked, especially during Mercury retrograde. It's so easy. It's like mm, that song. Yeah. It's so easy to freak out. Is that how it goes? Mm-hmm. It does. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it right. really does. And, so we do, we give ourselves a point so, when we don't act out, but we yeah. turn within and make a choice about how we want to be. So it's not suppressing. It's about choosing how we want to express and using that expression in a positive forward moving way. Would you, how else would you say that, Nancy? I guess I would say because we call it the undisturbable challenge, it's very 
easy for people to think, great, so now I can't ever be disturbed, nothing can get on my right. nerves. Well, that's the whole point is it's like a method of, of what do we do when we do get disturbed? And do we flip out? Do we throw things? Do we act out like crazy maniacs? Or do we process it and take a minute, say this bothers me a lot, and collect ourselves and then address it when we're a little bit more sane? And that's our hope is to be able to not say, that doesn't disturb me, but to find the more a, a leveled up way of, of addressing it and maybe getting to the bottom of it and, and not letting it dis, distress us again in the future. So that's why we play the game. And every day we go from A to Z. And the first day, if you, if you get through your day and you weren't disturbable and you did everything that you promised to do, then you get an A. Um, But on the first day for me, I spoke with a customer service rep and um, (laughs) I was not friendly. We're just going to say that. We'll leave it. And we won't mention the company, AOL. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) AOL, which if you know the word asshole, (laughs) that actually, sorry, can we bleep me out? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Louis. Louis. Yes. So the the real the reality is I was a jerk. I was an absolute jerk, and I was mean to that person. And so I sent an apology out through the through the internet and through the airwaves, and hopefully mm. that person is feeling better. But actually, it kind of felt good to let it rip. I can't believe it. And it might be because of this card. I need to show my emotions. You need to show your emotions. And I think okay. um, I think it was it was the guy from that that created Human Design that methodology that I love so much that blends astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, and the chakra system. ra u is his name. And he said that learning to master our emotions and meaning have your emotions without them having you will be the marker of our next human, like the next state of our human evolution. Um, it's a sign of our like 2.0 is to be able to have our emotions and not have them just take us off to see. So that's, I think, so important. And for me, actually, when I, when I get disturbed, um, the reason I, I began this challenge is I heard Reverend Michael Beckwith talk about how it's a litmus test when you get disturbed that that you that by definition if something rattles your cage that means that you're untethered to your source if you're completely connected to your source which is god whatever you want to call it then you could have all kinds of you could have all manner of things happening around you and you're calm you're peaceful you're fine but if you are disturbable that means that there's a little disconnect so instead of acting out the the real response the higher response is to turn within and reconnect and then from a reconnected place choose how you want to roll forward, whether it be to address the situation, not address it, because maybe the situation doesn't even need to be addressed. It might dissolve the moment you plug in. And that happens to me more often than not. So sometimes I don't even say anything. I notice I'm upset and I'll try to not say a word because whatever I say will be incendiary and I'll just walk away and hopefully come back more clear and then address it. But let's talk about dreams. Let's bring this into the realm of dreams. So you, somebody sent you a question about, um, 
about dreaming in tandem. Do you want to talk about that or was it you or how do we, yeah, how should we address was, that? It was actually a friend of mine. He's got a girlfriend and he was talking to me about this dream that he had. And in the dream, he was driving a car and it was, it's, as he described it, it was his girlfriend's car. And mm. he was working at a place. And as he described it, it was where she works. And he was living in a place. It was where she lived. And I said, it sounds to me like you did her a favor. I said, get a good night's sleep. I'll do your dreaming for you. It really sounded that way. Everything that happened in the dream, including there was a little frustrating moment and a moment where you, he felt like he needed privacy and she doesn't get a lot of that. It all was her life. There was nothing to do with him, which obviously is not true. You know, we know that it's all connected to ourselves, but in it just from the surface, it looked just like he was dreaming for his. I love that. Oh, I love it. I believe that yeah. this, this does happen. I think sometimes we do each other's laundry for each other when someone else maybe may have too much laundry to do it for themselves. So you help them out. Um, so I think that you wouldn't do that. Like you just said, you, this person wouldn't have dreamt for his girlfriend if he didn't deeply care about her. And if her life wasn't a big part of his life and her well-being, a big part of his well-being. So it does absolutely relate to him. Um, it's our dreams are never completely detached. Although I think right. sometimes when a dream seems so obvious that it has so many markers of somebody else's life, we can say that we can we can say, well, maybe this person's trying to help you or help the help the girlfriend get into the driver's seat of her life and maybe vent some things out that she maybe not doesn't have the wherewithal to do. I'm remembering a tattoo artist that I met with in Isla Mujeres, Mexico. And I was told to meet with him because he's the kindest guy. Everyone on the island went to him to get their tattoos done, not because they even wanted a tattoo, but because they wanted to be in this guy's aura because he's such a kind, sweet, beautiful soul. And I met him and I was blown away by the radiance of this guy. I, I don't know that there are any other tattoo artists on the planet that are as radiant as this guy. Anyway, as I was talking to him, he was sharing that he has so many nightmares and as I got to know him, I didn't get a tattoo from him, by the way. We just, <laughs> not that I know him, um, but, but it sounded like the people in his life were going through so much and his dreams were helping them fight through whatever they were going through. And the people in his life were doing better. It seemed like he was doing the laundry for them. They were getting a little bit better and that made him feel better. So I think sometimes we do dream for each other and it might be to help that other person come through whatever their challenging situation is. And it might be simply to have compassion for what that person is going through. Whereas by standing outside of them, you, you're not walking 20 miles in their moccasins and you can be judgy wudgy was a bear all about them. Um, I know that I was in an argument years ago with uh, somebody I was in a creative project with, and we had had this real falling out. And I had a dream that I was her, literally seeing Kelly through her eyes, and I could feel how hurt she was in my presence. And everything, I woke up from that dream having this world of compassion for how I had left her feeling. And I, that was completely unintentional and I had, I was blind to it in my waking state, but 
because of my dream, I I suddenly could see what I wasn't able to before. And, and I'm not going to say that we are now the best of friends, but there was a deep softening in my heart. And I feel like there was some forgiveness that happened f- between the two of us. And I think it was helpful to her to feel understood by me. So I think it's absolutely possible. I think we probably do it more often than we realize for the ones that we love to understand them and to help move their process along. How does that land on you? That is great. And it makes good sense because I do think that that was what he was doing. And I know his girlfriend is going through a lot right now. So, (sighs) and he's trying to do what he can to be supportive of her. Um, But I think that I think that's right on the money. I can't wait awesome. to tell Awesome. So I got a dream sent to me from Bruce, and here's his dream, and it's kind of long, but I'll try to make it brief. He said, um, there's a picture of a necklace that he attaches. It's a design that came after a dream. In the dream, I was in total darkness. In, comfort- in a comfortable sitting position, the darkness was warm, and I felt safe. My mom, who passed away not long before this dream, spoke to me first. She asked how I was, how my life was going, stuff like that. My grandparents were next, asking many of the same questions. It was great talking to them. Next came a voice I didn't recognize, and it shifted between male and female. It asked asked me of the same questions about my life, but about, about what I felt about religion. I thought for a moment and said, well... Kind of the, I feel the way George Bernard Shaw describes Americans and the British as two people separated by a common language. I see religions as people all separated by a common God. The voice chuckled and said that it liked that answer. The next day at work, I kind of went blank. Next thing I knew, I had drawn this. And that's the, it's the necklace. And he got comments on it. Um... Other people, my God, there's so many more dreams in here. I think we could talk about this a lot. But he said the next day he heard a Greg Allman song saying, I'm no angel, was playing as he headed out of town in a white car coming the other way. Holy Lord, this dream is epic. It just keeps going. So let's just, I'm just going to talk about the first part and maybe do a part two um, later. Anyway, this morning, I actually woke up from a dream that there was a voice that said, what if you were whole? And I think sometimes the, and I woke up and I felt so peaceful because of this dream. And I think sometimes we do have these dreams with an audible aspect of it. And I think they're to be paid attention to. And I love what he came to about the George Bernard Shaw piece. To me, this is a piece to hold on to. And maybe it's about knowing that we're not separate people. We're not separate beings. Our religions aren't so separate. We're more connected than we realize. And it's just, we're all different facets of the same diamond. So I could say more about this, but we're about to go to a break. When I come back from the break, I'm going to be talking with Charles Richards, PhD, about his amazing book, Karmic Relationships, here on Unity Online Radio. So get ready because you're going to learn how to transform the relationship of your screams into the relationship of your dreams here on Ask Dr. Dream on Unity Online Radio. Stay tuned. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody, nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force, which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Have you ever performed a random act of kindness? In a beautiful new book called Write It On Your Heart, Unity employees make suggestions for random acts they've tried or received themselves. The book includes 40 ways to express kindness or compassion and has room to journal about your experiences. It's the perfect gift, and you'll want one for yourself, too. Look for Write It On Your Heart at unity.org slash shop. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, your host, and I'm so excited to share with you my guest for today and to talk to you about how to transform the relationship of your screams into the relationship of your dreams. So do you find yourself on an emotional roller coaster of extreme highs and lows in your relationships? 
Have you ended your relationship more than once only to get back together and continue the same dysfunctional patterns? Hello, Groundhog's Day. Does the bond of relationship remain strong even when you've been out of contact for long periods of time? By answering yes to any of these questions, you're acknowledging one of several types of karmic relationships in your life. So today I'm going to be talking to Charles Richards, PhD. We're going to explore your subconscious mind to get you armed with understanding to heal your hidden wounds and release the karma and emotions that have been keeping your relationships in destructive cycles. So let me just tell you a little bit about this amazing man. Charles Richards, PhD. He's a licensed psychotherapist and author and trainer in private practice in Encinitas, California. Dr. Richards has developed and refined an effective short-term therapeutic process which allows clients to move to greater health and awareness in all areas of their life, their lives. For over 10 years, Dr. Richards has also trained and coached senior executives of Fortune 100 corporations in management and leadership skills. And he, and by the way, the late Debbie Ford wrote the foreword for his book. And so we're going to talk a little bit about shadows and that kind of jazz. Um, his work has been featured on the Oprah Winfrey show. This dude is a big deal. And I'm so grateful. I got to meet him in person about a month ago with a dear friend of ours, Matthew Mitchell, for a new series called Provocative Conversations. And um, well, so look for that. That'll be coming out soon. But Charles is incredible. I, I listened to him speak and I thought I need to have this dude on my show, especially when he talks about doing non-hypnosis induced past life regressions. So that's just some of the stuff we'll talk about today. We're going to have a time warp so we can get it all in. Dr. Charles Richards, welcome to Ask Dr. Dream. Thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for joining me. Okay, so um, Nancy, are you excited? I know that you heard some things that I'm sure you're relating to, yes or no? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You know I love this <laughs> sort of stuff. It's just like I, I think we all are. Okay, so first of all, what are karmic relations, relationships? What's the difference between regular old relationships and the karmic ones? Well, you know... Pretty much all relationships are karmic to a greater or lesser extent. It just depends on, you know, um, what kind of karmic ties we have with a particular soul as to just kind of what the nature of that karma is. But basically, karma is just an energetic bond that either has sort of a, a positive sort of um, what we would consider a positive outcome or an experience or results in something that's challenging or difficult, which we would label negative. But Pretty much anyone we have any kind of significant contact with and involvement with in our life, we have some kind of karmic tie with that soul. And really what we're here to do is, is, is learn how to not only resolve whatever that karmic um, tie is and resolve, meaning sort of balance it, but also, you know, learn to actually transcend the karmic sort of uh, bond we have with other souls. And the only way we can do that is through unconditional love. Okay. So give us an example of 
a couple, let's say, that, that you've worked with or an individual that you've worked mm-hmm. with, and I know you've got lots of examples in your book, but one that you think it would sure. would really um, connect to people about somebody who just kept going round and round the same not-so-merry-go-round and, mm-hmm. and then what they did with you and how they transformed that. Because I think we need to be inspired. I know so many people are really suffering in the realm of their personal relationships, up and down, up and down. And it's time to get off that roller coaster. So give us an example. Yeah, well, I'll I'll give you a a pretty kind of potent example of that. Um, This couple who had uh, met um, kind of, felt they were soulmates, had this sort of initial strong attraction to be together. They got married. um, And, you know, they had a lot of friends and a lot of people in the community who just thought they were just the perfect couple. And, um, and so they were married for a while. And then I uh, get a call from, from the wife and she says, uh, she says, Charles, I need to come in and see you. And I says, okay, what's going on? She says, well, me and my husband, I think we're, you know, we're in a karmic relationship and we're about to kill each other. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> well, come on in. And um, so uh, we did um, some past lives on to determine, okay, what's going on with this couple? What is causing this sort of tension? And okay, back up, back up. Time, when you say I did some past lives on them, so you got to unpack that. Like, how did you okay. do that? Yeah, she came into my office and basically identified the kind of conflicts that they were having. And, you know, conflict is conflict. It can manifest in arguments, fights, you know, any kind of challenge that's going on in the relationship. Um, and she was having that was going on for her. And so once we identified, okay, they were having very specific kinds of challenges in their marriage. Um, I had her focus on him and I have a process I use. I call it soul journeys process. Basically it's, uh, as you mentioned, it's a non-hypnotic way of taking a person back into a past life to resolve an issue in their present life. Would you say it's like a meditation? No, not necessarily because um, I don't necessarily have them relax. I do have them close their eyes and I have, I have them focus their attention on a specific thing. And it's usually it's related to what is going on that they want to resolve. If it's involved a person, I have them focus on that person. If it involves, it can involve a physical ailment. It can involve a fear. It can be um, some kind of conflict. It can be anything. Um, but I have them focus in a certain way and there's a certain way that when they when they focus, and it's kind of you almost have to experience it to to kind of get a feel because people often ask me how do you do this without using hypnosis, and you almost have to see it to uh, to really uh, or experience it to really understand because what we don't realize is a lot of these sort of um, these past life images and 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 ties are really floating through our awareness constantly. And it's almost like taking a computer and, you know, when you're looking for a particular file on a computer, you may type in a keyword and then you you hit search and the computer will find a file that's tied to that keyword. Well, Mm -hmm. psyche works in a similar way. 
I'll give a person a key word or, or, or idea or concept or even a person, and their inner self will go to a particular life that involves that particular situation, person, or fear, or block, or whatever it is. It'll pull it up like a computer pulls up a file. So but you're not just pulling it up just like randomly. You're pulling it up with the intent to understand what's behind it and what's the what's the history, the past lives, the the karmic contract, so to speak. So so that's the search right. that you do because you're not just putting in like you're not just putting in Dr. Charles. You're putting in um, you're putting in Charles with the with the past life so that you're pulling up a particular stream of content. Absolutely. Is that yeah, okay. and 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 that's and that's sort of the key. You have to know how to be very specific because basically the unconscious will pull up what you ask for. So if you don't ask the right question, you won't get the life you need to get um, to resolve a particular issue. So that that's kind of part of sort of the expertise of doing the work is knowing how to ask um, the psyche what to pull up. But once that's done the person will really will get an image or sometimes they'll find themselves in the middle of a scene of that past life that has to do with the specific issue that they're trying to resolve. And in this case, uh, my client went right into a past life where she was a, a woman um, during the pioneer days and her husband in that lifetime was a wealthy rancher who's the same husband, of course, that she has in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And um, in that lifetime, she was, um, you know, she was very sociable, a, a smart woman, and she liked to go in town and just talk with people. Um, she liked to just kind of hang out and talk with people, almost like um, a counselor would today. But her husband wasn't happy with that. In fact, he was a wealthy rancher and he traveled a lot. And she would go into town and hang out and socialize. And he wanted her to just stay at home and be his little wife taking care of, you know, the household and doing things. And so they constantly got in fights because she, she would go into town and she'd be socializing and talking to people uh, innocently, but just that's, that was just her nature. And he would catch her there and he would, they would have these big arguments. So when, uh, one day he had left, um, left town on business and as she typically did, she went in town and she was um, hanging out, talking with people. And when he returned, he uh, he found her in some saloon just chatting with somebody. And they got in a big fight. And, um, and that fight resulted in him actually strangling her to death in that life. Mm. And, and the thing is, he was such a wealthy rancher that... Um, Somehow the sheriff didn't prosecute him. He was um, he, he was able to sort of get away with it, so to speak. Um, and then we, uh, because often these particular challenges that we have with another individual or with a situation are not based on one traumatic life, but it often is, it could be a string of traumatic lives. It could be mm -hmm. more than one. And in her case we went further back to see if there were any other lifetimes where there was a challenge with this particular soul who happens to be her husband in this lifetime. And she went into a lifetime in uh, Rome where she was a gladiator. And um, 
her brother uh, in that lifetime was her husband in this lifetime. And they were both gladiators and they lived, you might say, in the um, in the they fought in the arena. And at that time, the gladiators sort of lived sort of in housing sort of uh, around the arena. Well, one day, um, the Roman who was in charge of the the um, the fights pitted both of them against one mm. another and said, you both have to fight against each other. And one of you, um, only one of you should come out alive. Oh, wow. And basically, yeah. And so the two brothers had to fight against one another. And she, in that lifetime, was the more aggressive one. And she just thought, well... <laughs> You know, it's, if it's either him or me, it's not going to be me. I'm going to have to, you know, take him out. And so um, he, in that lifetime, as a male, she killed her brother and basically mm. took, cut his heart out and held it up in front of the uh, um, sort of the audience in the arena. And, um, and then after that battle, um, her father or their father came to him and said, you know, you were set up by the Roman uh, centurion. Mm. You didn't have to kill your brother. He just told you that to make the fight more interesting. Um, and oh. so in that lifetime, when so make a great movie, that, but yeah. horrible movie, but great movie. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He, he was heartbroken <laughs> when he heard that he, he had killed his brother unnecessarily. And that night, um, while everybody was asleep, he went out into the arena and um, and took his own life uh, from mm. shame and guilt. Oh, oh my so, God! Well, so, so understanding we're, this, how do so? It seems like the understanding is a huge part of getting a larger context for why these squabbles are happening here and now. But then, what can you do so that they? Did did you do something that helped them to reconnect? Well, yeah. The thing is, it's the understanding is just one uh, aspect of it. When whenever these lives, almost all of them are traumatic. There's there's physical pain, there's emotional pain, there's there's trauma, and that trauma carries forward from lifetime to lifetime. It doesn't go away. It almost gets locked into um, our our inner bodies, and that moves forward so there's a specific way one needs to go through and relive the life to re remove that emotional charge or trauma mm -hmm. whether it's shame guilt or physical pain and so that's what we did when we heard through those lifetimes and um once we cleared that you know uh, the client will come out of that and they'll feel at peace um you know, wow. they'll have an understanding. That's one thing. But you could go to a good psychic and get an understanding. The psychic could say, you know, oh, you, this happened to you in a past life and this happened to uh, your partner. This is what you all did together. But that's not necessarily going to take the charge. And clear it. Right. But, understanding yeah, is part of it, it, but not the whole yeah. enchilada. So the clearing of it is important. And um, let's, so is there an, is there something that the people that are listening right now can do to, I mean, besides come and see you, which everybody should do by the way, and let's just tell them 
really quickly your website because I know everyone's going to go, well, I want to clear mine. Every, there's not a person here, especially around the holidays, that isn't having to deal with family issues or somebody that you're close to that you've got some issues with. Is the, the best website charlesrichardsphd.com? karmicrelationships.com is probably Oh, that's even better. karmicrelationships.com. So you can go and can people book sessions with you? Can they just read your book? What's the best way they can work with you? Sure, sure. They can they can do either. They can they can book sessions with me, they can read the book. Um and uh you know, we can just go wherever. Some people ask do they need to read the book before they come in? No, not necessarily. Uh it can work either way. And you work uh, on the yeah. phone, so it doesn't have to just be in person, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, I can, I can do Skype sessions. It's it's probably um, my preference is to see the person in in in, uh, in person. But I have done right. past life therapy through Skype. I had a woman from Australia that I did a session with, where we did um, a session through Skype. So, Wonderful. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about about the clearing process, but hold that thought for a second. We've got Susan on the line with a question. Susan, can you hear me? Are you there? Hi, Kelly. It's Mama Sue. Mama Sue. Oh, I love you so much. Mama Sue, is. um, she lives out here in Topanga, California, and she's a big dreamer, and I've been wanting you to call in and share some dreams. So what's going on, and have you been hearing this conversation about karmic relationships can you relate absolutely absolutely the whole thing what i wanted to ask you real quick is i've had a dream for the past three days straight before um this was back in september 19 uh young it was my birthday and my sister had been sick but um she was okay so i left and i went to colorado and I told her that I would be back and uh, everything would be fine and so forth. Well, I did go and I did make uh, an exceptional climb and so forth for myself. Yes, I remember that and, for your birthday. Yes, and she said to me, I'll be there with you. So don't worry, Sue, go. I'll be here when you get back. When I was there, I was, of course, it was stressful, but I, I did it. It was uh, 2,000 steps and I'm in wow. my 70s. So I went up there, came back and so forth. And she passed away while I was gone. So mm. the past three nights I have been dreaming her and she's telling me that she was there the whole time. She says, do you remember when you were going up the 1700 step and you almost fell? And I said, yeah. She says, I helped you from falling. And I wow. said, oh, in my dream, she's telling me this. And I've dreamed it like three times. And then this last one, last night, she tells me, are you all right? She says, I know you've had surgery and on so forth. He says, but Sue, keep going. If I know you're going to be fine. And just remember, no matter how much you're falling or you're not falling, think of me. Think how strong you really are. And I'm just oh. like, why am I dreaming her, you know, so many times? Kind of like, oh, wow. That is so beautiful. Well, I think I say this a lot because this comes up so often. People dream about their departed loved ones, and it's always a it's always it's a miracle. It's a blessing. It's a gift, no matter how you slice it. In your in your instance, it's just pure. It's obvious that it's just a blessing. I mean, there's it's, our dreams are one way that our loved ones on the other side can find us and communicate with us and and clear up some of the karma. I imagine Charles will give you a chance to weigh in on this in a sec. But I think that really there's 
um, as my guest next week, Danian Brinkley, will tell you there is no such thing as death because the soul lives on and the soul is who we really are. So our dreams are where we're kind of a captive audience. We're not running around like Chicken Little. We're we're calm and they can find us. The veil between worlds is thinner so they can reach us. And I think these messages, especially these messages that you just received from your sister, if you were to really, really take them in and feel that presence and know that she's she was there catching you metaphorically and literally, that your life from this step forward will be that much richer and that much more deeply connected. And your communication with your sister, as good as it was before, is about to get a thousand times richer and deeper and more soul satisfying. That's my perspective. Um, Charles and Nancy, Charles, would you like to weigh in? Then Nancy. Sure. I it, it, Her story reminds me of a, an experience I had with a client not too long ago who in a past life, she was um, the wife of a really powerful and, and um, well-known samurai. Um, and she, and they had an incredible love bond. And she sort of died prematurely. But she was so attached and in love with, with her, her partner that for probably about a year or two, she kind of stayed with him um, mm. uh, and, and stayed kind of earthbound just to, 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 to be close to him. And she described times when he would be in battle and she would do things from the other side to protect him from getting killed. So, mm. you know, the soul can do that, certainly. And it sounds like um, that's the case with, um, with your, your sister being able to just kind of give you sort of comfort and, 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 and even a degree of protection. Uh, yes. Oh, that's so important. What about you, Nancy? Are you feeling into any of this? And Mama Sue, I want to hear. I want to see what's going yeah. on with you. How is this? How, first, one, Sue, how are you feeling with all of this? How is this landing on you? Uh, I'm feeling okay, but I was trying. I was going to stop, you know, my kickboxing, and because I do a lot, you know that, Kelly. And yeah. and I was going to stop my kickboxing because I I hurt my hand, and and then I thought, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm scared. I don't want to go back to kickboxing. And of course, my daughter is it's uh, an inspiration in itself. And I mm. thought, well, no, I can't. And then I've had these dreams. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe my sister's saying, Susan, don't give up. Just keep going. Don't give up because, you know, that's my, to me, that's my sanity, going and doing this every day and meditating, doing my yoga. But I just stopped, Kelly. I just stopped. But why would you stop if it gives you sanity? I think if your sister could speak, she would scream and say, no, don't. And I want to go with you and I will help you. Nancy, did you want to, did you want to say something about Mama Sue's dream? I do. I do. When she said before you left, Mama Sue, before you left, she said, I'll be I'll be here. I'll be with you. I'll be here. She she literally was. I mean, she's now. she then later reveals that she was. So how precious. And now in this most recent dream, she said, keep going and don't give up and do it. It's like it's the answer to your very question. It sounds to me like if you wonder, should I go on? Your sister just told you. So it's and how beautiful! What a precious message. Mm. How's so? How's this feeling, Mama Sue? I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling like, uh, 
I was going to call you actually yesterday, but because I kind of kind of got scared because I'm like, I, I that's not me. I'm a pretty strong person, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared to hurt myself now. I'm scared to go to the gym and fall because of mm. my other surrounding friends that have, you know, they're in the hospital. Or they're, you know, but I don't feel. I might be in my 70s, but I don't feel it at all. But her telling me that, it kind of... Uh, it made me a little bit better. I mean, I wake up mm. at two fifteen in the morning with this dream for the past three oh. nights. How beautiful! You know, with dreams like this, I feel like the interpretation isn't. I think the the what to do with it is to not so much think about it, but to just meditate on the feeling okay. of having her communicate that with you. Like, what what did that feel like? And drink that in and let that strengthen you. And it doesn't mean be foolhardy and go off and do crazy things. I mean, if you're going to scale another 2,000-foot climb, then just be mindful and take each step at a time, but also be feel strengthened and know that you've got someone with you that that is helping hold your hand and helping to make the karmic bond that you have to tie it back into karmic relationships even stronger because Dr. Charles, you believe there's no such thing as death either. We've got one minute. Can you respond to, to that and any last oh, thoughts you'd like to leave us yeah, with? Yeah, I, I, I have a very good response. My father, he passed. Um, and when he passed, I um, a, a day or two later in the dream state, he, he appeared to me and he was um, – smiling and he was looking younger than I am uh, <laughs> and I I said dad I said, what are you doing you're supposed to be my dad you're not supposed to look like you're younger than me and he laughed and and said well here I can so we had a good laugh about it you know oh. uh, but yeah and and it made you feel one better thing, Kelly, and I wanted to can ask you add some Oops, you, we got to fly. So thank you okay. so much. Okay. Oh my goodness, Love what a you. great show thank today you. was. Thank you so much thank for you. calling in with your dream, Doc, um, Mama Sue. The book is Karmic Relationships by Dr. Charles Richards, PhD. This has been such an awesome show. Thank you, Nancy T, for all that you brought. And so we've got Daniel Brinkley on next week. Check out the Hero's Journey Dream Or. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network. In shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.